Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. Tonight's episode is going to be a fun one. I have with me today a man of many talents, um, but I know him most uh, well for his character on Blackness in Dragons. If you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself. You know, I, I, I would like to introduce myself. That would be, because uh, you were talking for like a while. I was like, when am I going to get my shot? He was all about me. Uh, so yeah, my name is Jeffrey Thompson um, and I'm a nerd uh like what do i so like uh how i make money is i do taxes and i teach psychology <laughs> nice. um but um how i'm trying to make money is by acting and writing uh don't don't know a little bit of that but it's still yeah. not you know my thing that uh, uh is paying the bills um and uh when i'm not doing that i'm just uh nerding it up um and uh that's that's mean and oh i do magic i keep on forgetting to like add that's like a new thing in my life that i'm a yeah. magician so i keep on forgetting to tell people that i do that sometimes that's half the magic is just forgetting about it and surprising people yeah it. yeah i get to surprise people as much as i'm surprised right that's awesome man so yeah um i mean there's a lot to um talk about there but for sure where i always like to start is just like how did you even get internet stuff like did you just grow up you know, instantly in love with comic books and TV shows and stuff like that? Or, you know, what brought you in? Uh, I think the secret for me was I didn't realize that nerd stuff was nerd stuff yeah. uh, until I was already, like, way deep in it. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my stepdad had, like, an old uh, SNES um, and uh, he was just like, hey, yeah, you want to play this? And I played... Um, the uh what was that uh nba game where like the basketball would be on fire uh um, nba jam yes uh yes. and yeah like a two-person uh, team yeah oh so good um, yeah. <laughs> like and i didn't know enough about basketball to, for like that to be a weird yeah. thing uh but uh yeah wow. that and like uh super mario world and uh, so I was just like playing that and then obviously when the Nintendo 64 came out, uh, I got that and it's just been, um, consoles ever since then. And then like yeah. on the side, like I watched cartoons when I grew up cause I was a child yeah, uh, yeah. and then Toonami hit with like all that anime. And then like, mm. uh, also we had like Pokemon and Sailor Moon Saturday mornings and weekday mornings and, you yeah. know, like. Uh, and then somebody was like, oh, you know, all that stuff's from Japan, right? And I'm like, do they have more of this? Uh, and <laughs> it turned out that seen? they had a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even now, it's I'm amazed that there's still, like, hundreds of animes I've never even heard of. Yeah, and they're mostly amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know what's funny too is because sports animes are like one that I just it doesn't even register for me. It seems too weird. Like I just don't mm-hmm. I don't get it. But when you talked about NBA Jam, that makes me think of like, oh, this was like sports anime before. But, yeah, like, yeah. You automatically just you're powered up. You're doing dunks from the three point line. <laughs> the ball's on fire. Yeah, uh, that's that's yeah, sports anime. Oh man, I watch a really great because, like, I feel like the same way where I'm like, this is weird. Like, these two things shouldn't mix. Yeah. Uh, but I watched this one, um, and I was just like, my mind. There, were, I mean, there have been a few that I watched. I've just been like, oh, like, no, just all great. Um, yeah. But one blew my mind recently. I can't remember it. It was great. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time watching anime as a kid as much. Like Dragon Ball Z was kind of, um, and I would say like Sailor Moon and, and Pokemon for sure. But uh, like Dragon Ball Z was the big one. And then just whatever was on TV, because we didn't have cable growing up. So it was like whatever was available or if I was at my friend's house and watched it. Um, but yeah, now as an adult, you can kind of pick up on that stuff and are you a sub or a dub guy? Uh, I am a sub guy. Um, okay. The um, and it's hard because uh, I have um, uh, just like a little bit of ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like subs, you ha- like you have to watch it because you have to read it. Yeah, like for sure. you know, occasionally I'm nerding out for like occasionally I'll be like I understood. Uh, what they said you said. They said thank you. Uh, <laughs> arigato. So, like, oh yeah, I got that. Uh, arigato. Shinde kudasai. Yeah. Oh wait, are they friends or not? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like I feel like um, I want to watch so much more, but I like have to like sit and like be mm-hmm. looking at it. Yeah. Um, but I do love watching anime for manga that I've already read. Because okay. then it's just great and it's spectacle. Um, yeah. But still, subbed. The, the, there's something that Japanese voice actors do that American voice actors cannot do. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but well, it's I think, just different. I think just from like what I've heard of it and like uh, the very little I know about Japanese language is like it's very much an emotional thing and it's like a very mm-hmm. like guttural thing, like the way you say it. So I think it just it's more evocative than the English yeah. language. Um, and depending on who the voice actor is for the English one, it's like, this could really go either way. Um, so yeah, I could see that. I think, um, similarly, I, I prefer, I actually not similarly, but I prefer dub, but for a similar reason, because I am always doing other stuff. Like I have three kids or whatever, or cleaning or whatever. So it's like, for me, it's easier to like, listen and then like, oh, okay, they're fighting. So I got to watch this now. You know what I mean? But like, as they're just talking about it, I'm like, okay, I can just pick up on the story and do other things. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's, there's no wrong way to watch it, I guess. Yeah. I feel the same way about like video game difficulty where it's like, if you are busy, play it on easy and just go through the story. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I want right. to play as many video games as I can. I do not have 10 hours to learn how to, like, play the first level. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there's no wrong way to enjoy something. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just got canceled on Twitter for saying that. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, yeah. Ooh. Well, I guess start a new one, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, I, guess, I don't yeah. even know how social media works, so. Um, you'll be, I could uh, just start a new one. Yeah, you'd be fine. I'm sure it'll it'll work itself out. But yeah, I I mean, it, there really is something to that, and you know, especially when you have games with like heavy story beats, where it's like, I mean, it's cool to challenge yourself, but also it'd be nice if I could just get through this and like learn what the fuck the story's about. Um, yeah, you know, uh, like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. It was like that was a game where yes. I was like, I'm not playing this on hard because I really just want to see like this is a beautiful game i just want to play it and get through and see what happens yeah you just want to make some haikus on a random <laughs> island that you found yeah yeah, yeah. bathe in your hot tub when the little bird takes you there like these are easy things that should be able to be done um but yeah no that's really cool so you know when um when do you think it kind of set in because you said it just kind of happened you didn't really think about it like when did when do you feel like it really set in that you were a nerd yeah um I'm trying to think like when I learned the because I feel like um, the the stereotypical story is like you know you were bullied once mm-hmm. uh, and like someone was like you nerd uh, <laughs> and they're like oh that's what I am yeah. um, but uh, I like I was just bullied for other stuff you know what okay. I mean yeah um, so 
So like maybe like college, I think was when I became like uniquely aware of like nerd culture. Yeah. Uh, and because like I think growing up, all my friends always had the same like frames of references. And then like in college, I met all these people who would like never watch Dragon Ball Z or yeah, like yeah. you know uh, didn't. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, oh, like, Disney, like, that's anime. It's like, no. It's animation. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're close, but, like, you know, and it's like, oh, no, that's kid stuff. Like, no, there's, like, like adults in Japan read comic books, and it's called seinen, and, it's like, you know, yeah. like, so I think that was the initial divide for me where yeah. I realized that, like, um, I was part of this, like, uh, subculture and also the amount of like work that I had to do, um, I'm going to confess to a crime uh, that yeah. I did. The, you're the first to hear this. Awesome. Um, I used to uh, uh, torrent anime. Um, oh, I'm, not, I'm oh, ashamed yeah. of it. Yeah, I pay yeah. for Crunchyroll now. For sure. Um, yeah. I have a Viz subscription. Yeah. Um, but back. His name's actually not Jeff Feds. It's uh, it's yeah. John. Yeah. Wait! John... Don't don't tell them my real name. John Thomas. <laughs> but yeah no i got you yeah yeah um i mean i think so did you grow up in california yeah i'm an i'm an la native that was LA native. Nice. okay yeah <laughs> uh and in the part of la that you grew up was there a lot of black folks around or, or like what yeah was i grew up there? in very black areas okay uh well uh i so i'm half cuban so uh i grew up in hawthorne Okay. Uh, for like the early chunk of my life, uh, which was a very uh, Latinx uh, 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 area. Yeah. Um, and then um, I moved to Inglewood, which was a very uh, mm. black area, yeah. um, as some people might know. Uh, uh, <laughs> fact right. check uh, me on that, people write in the comments. <laughs> um, the, but I went to private school, uh, which is not a black area. Uh, mm. So, uh, but it's there were... Good mix. Oh yeah, so like I, 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 I there was a, a beautiful rainbow around me, mm -hmm. um, and then you know black church on Sunday. So, um. <laughs> yeah, well, very cool. So yeah, I mean, I always find it interesting, just you know, because my my own experience, like I mean, everybody will have our own unique thing, but my own experience was just not around that. So I'm always curious, like people who grew up around a ton of black folks, if you had that same experience as a nerd. But you said you were kind of made fun of for other things, so. Um, you know, it's, it's, people will find a reason kids are fucking awful, basically. Yeah, I think it was, um, it wasn't that I was a nerd, but mm -hmm. it was that I wasn't black because mm -hmm. my, like, references, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't, you know, um, uh, like, there are certain, like, the PJs, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I didn't have, like, references to, like, all, or, like, uh, I remember around, like, I was like 13 where people were like, oh, are you that kid from the Bernie Mac show? Uh, which I had like never watched. Like I didn't watch UPN. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of that was uh, just the way that I was raised. I was raised in a weirdly kind of like anti-black culture household, okay. like no rap music. R&B mm -hmm. is okay. Um, but, you know, so like the, I just found what I found, which is having yeah, yeah. to be kind of nerd culture. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of, yeah, I never, I didn't know that I was a nerd, but I just knew that I wasn't like the correct sort of black. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, that definitely hits on a personal, on like a very deep level. Cause I think, um, you know, that experience, especially as a kid, when everything is so informed by what mm -hmm. society thinks, like, even though we all hate stereotypes, right? Like stereotypes really defined what people immediately thought of us. Yeah. Um, you know, so if it's like, yeah, if you were that guy that wasn't wearing, you know, baggy jeans and the right mm -hmm. sneakers or whatever, then it's like, oh, well, like, yeah, your skin's dark, but that doesn't mean that you're black or whatever. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, people will quickly dismiss your blackness. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, that's such a crazy thing. But um, yeah. And then so when did you kind of get into TTRPGs? Like, what was your introduction into that? Um, so I had heard of like Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. uh, and I knew that it was Satan worship. So, um, 
Like, gotta try this. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I didn't, like, it wasn't, like, a thing that I, like, knew, like, I didn't really know anything about it until, like, I kind of met, like, my college crew. Yeah. And uh, some people had played it. And then mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, you know, you just, like, get the books and, like, you can create your own campaign. Uh, and so in, I think, like, my sophomore year of college, I got uh, 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 the, like, starter set for uh, 3.5, mm-hmm. and I just, like, created a campaign mm-hmm. uh, and, like, played with my friends, and uh, really enough, my, like, first experience with the game was DMing, uh, okay. which yeah. was super fun, because I got to experience, like, somebody who knows the rules just being like, oh, actually, um, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, yeah, they, um, because I, uh, I DM'd, like, an anime uh, okay. where... Uh, you know, like, you have, like, these overpowered bosses who could just, like, teleport, and, like, you know, the rules don't make sense, and, like, well, yeah. you know, like, uh, why why do they have that skill set? Like, they can't just take uh, turns, and, like, no, 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 you can't, you can't defeat them yet, because they're plot significant, so they have to come back yeah. later. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I trip them and bind them, and it's like, ah, darn it! Um, <laughs> I like that. But, uh, yeah, and then I just, um, and not to date myself, but like uh, right after, like a, a year after I got 3.5, uh, fourth edition came out. Okay. So obviously I was just like, let's let's grab this and play around with it. Yeah. Um, Did you like fourth edition? Uh, oh man, I'm going to get canceled again. <laughs> uh, just try my the... best to get you kicked off Twitter, brother. Yeah, let's let's do like uh, five cancels. Um, yeah. The I'm also going to say that I both loved the Dave Chappelle special and I hated it just to alienate everybody else. Um, so, oh no! Uh, no, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Like uh, it was different and it was weird, but like um, when you're, I think when you haven't had the experience of anything else, you know, yeah. um, like you are just like this is just a thing and it's fun. Um, yeah. big fan of five though. Yeah. Five uh, E definitely simplified a lot of stuff. Yeah. And streamlined it. Um, you know, how long did you continue DMing? Did you so was it like do you DM through fourth edition too, you said? Or Yeah, I did a little of that in college. Um, and then in grad school I could not find any like nerdy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, who were like nerdy enough to they're like, Oh sorry, we've got to study for tests and you know uh like trying to sit somebody down for an hour to make a character sheet uh was like hard but i did do like a few um like really simplified campaigns with people uh where i would just like um you don't have to like build a character sheet like just roll a d20 and then that will determine what happens yeah um uh and those were fun and then i had like a pretty long break from them uh just because um i couldn't uh like find anyone to like do it with yeah. uh, which sucked but then yeah. uh one of my friends from college who was in my first uh campaign decided to get the band back together um and we ended up in this like two and a half year long uh campaign uh that was phenomenal it was like a uh doctor who uh, in like the D and D world campaign, yeah. uh, and like uh, our characters got up to like level thirteen, and like uh, just multiple like heartbreaking moments where like I cried because <laughs> you just yeah. get so attached like these yeah. characters. Uh, and then I started DMing a campaign, uh, actually a few campaigns um, uh, around uh, uh, like near the end of uh, two thousand nineteen, um, and I was going to do them through twenty twenty. I don't remember why I stopped in 2020. <laughs> Who knows? <Someday>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, I think I was busy with work. Yeah. Like life. Yeah, you know, like, dating yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 Definitely nothing else going on in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just, I constantly like, I'm like, did 2020 even happen? Like I look back and I'm like, you... this like, I, I remember last year I did this thing and I'm like, no, that was fucking 2019. Like, yeah. Like there was just a whole year that just whoop. Who knows mm-hmm. what we did? I don't know. No, that's so cool, though. I mean, it's it's nice to when you do finally get that group back together, especially after such a long time. What system did you guys play did, during that time? 
Uh, I believe that we did 5E. 5E, okay. Yeah, very cool. And, you know, um, how would you say, I'm curious about this because because I am a big fan of Blackness and Dragons, and I, I know um, Jordan's style of how mm-hmm. she DMs, and, and obviously I know your style of how you are as a player. So as a DM, you know, as you, um, did you ever grow past that, like, anime phase of, like, building that, that kind of stuff into your game or did you like how do you feel like you are now as a dm i should say uh i like to check in with my like group Mm -hmm. and see like what type of world they want to live in yeah Uh, because if we want to like really stick to the rules uh then that's you know one kind of campaign like i did Mm -hmm. Uh, one campaign where like uh, everything was like ambiguous so they yeah. would like kill somebody and like they wouldn't know like if they made the right decision to do so or not uh, and then later they'd be punished for it uh, yeah. and then they'd be like we didn't know and it's like well that's kind of how the like so I tried to make it like as real world grounded as possible okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I did another uh, campaign where uh and like they just pitched this to me where they were just like we want to uh like just play a band that's during do uh doing a tour Mm -hmm. um and they were just a band of like bars who had multi-classed and uh like we did a few like uh uh, episodes of them just in a tour through hell uh and so we played a little like loosier goosey with the rules because like sometimes they just won using the power of music and friendship, (laughs) you know? So, and I'm not sure if that's like an expansion yet, uh, but like, you know, (laughs) you you really throw out a lot of uh, what you expect and you're more open to the players. So um, I'm not sure if I have like a style. Um, I think my style is just like whatever feels fun in the moment. Yeah. No, I think that is helpful, though. Um, you know, and it, and it is so important to make sure your players are having fun. Like, that's the most important thing of, mm-hmm. of what we're doing anyway. So, uh, I mean, as long as you're doing that, then that's really all that matters. Um, I am curious, though, because you said that you taught psychology. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to things like that, like outside of the, um, like, does the psychology and what you know there, does that play into your how you play and how you run games and stuff like that like does that ever factor into your ttrpg life uh yes uh it it's one of those things that's probably a little bit more insidious than i think about Mm -hmm. uh but i think you know when you study clinical psychology you uh learn about like your presence and like human interactions right and your um you know, you, you listen, like uh, improv and psychology are very similar to all those improv nerds who are listening, uh, yeah. where it's a lot of listening and it's a lot of like not necessarily trying to lead things in a specific direction, but mm-hmm. just under, understanding that, you know, the present moment is the most important. Uh, yeah. So the DM is like probably the equivalent of the therapist where you're like, well, I have kind of this idea where the session should go and I have all these tools just in case it does go there. But also I'm going to listen to what I'm hearing in the moment and make adjustments. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you, you never know how something that you say is going to affect somebody um, you know, it's, uh, uh, the, like, classic thing of, like, um, you have, like, a room and you just want them to open the door, uh, but they spend, like, an hour, like, inspecting the room for, like, traps, and it's, like, well, if I, like, if I'm really listening to what they're saying, right, then I am going to say, well, they, it seems like they want a trap. So if I, so I can just force them to like go and open the door, or I can say, uh, you uh, you d- push your hand on like a, a brick and it depresses and the walls slide open, um, yeah. and uh, you you know uh, there's like a dusty 
um, you know, uh, 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 passage. Um, but uh, you could only like pass through it if you crawl on your hands and knees. Do you go through, right? Yeah. Uh, and like, I have no idea where this passage is going, <laughs> uh, but like, let's explore it together. Uh, yeah, yeah. And how they respond to it um, is going to like inform me. So I think uh, like understanding that because um, a lot of psychology is like understanding differences in how people perceive things mm-hmm. uh, and knowing that like um, difference isn't necessarily bad. Uh, right. Difference is only bad if it is causing harm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the you know like if somebody's difference is and that's why i like how uh a lot of people have like ground rules for like if this thing makes you feel uncomfortable then we'll stop we'll take a step back right yeah so if it causes harm then you know we talk about it but if somebody like is insisting that this person is evil then maybe they are right or maybe they're evil but just not in the way that they like they think that this person is actually the bit the big bad but they're yeah. just like somebody who's been stealing from the church and we get to like you know detour and like decide whether or not we're going to solve this thing so that was a a pretty long rant um to, oh, no, to say yeah. you know it, it it makes me uh uh more open to what's happening in the present and not so attached to my own plans yeah no, I uh, I think that's really good, and I I think like the best example that I've seen personally of that is um, Brendan Lee Mulligan from Dimension Twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. If you ever watch that show, like he absolutely just like obviously nails the improv side of it, but the psychology side of it too, of just like using that listening and and creating these like really beautifully intense moments. Um, you know, it 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 just really sh- shines in that show. And I mean, shout out to DK. They are the one that got me into the show. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think there's definitely something there. And there's a lot to be said about, um, you know, listening. What, what was it that got you into psychology? Like, why that as a field of study? Um, I was interested in people. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds so creepy. No, no uh, I got you. Yeah, I got okay. you. <laughs> uh, but uh, especially for like uh, Halloween, it was just something about the way that people tick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I like the and, way like, move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I just like smell somebody's hair. I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Oh, weird. I got uncanceled for that. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. People are yeah. big fans Toxic of masculinity. People are, they're back on your, yeah. on your train. Back on, to- yeah. You it's have cool. gained 100,000 followers. <laughs> You're good to go. Wow! Good <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, because people are just so diverse and interesting that I just, like, enjoy the learning more of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, um I uh, I like being helpful to people. So the idea of like being somebody who people like spoke to and like sought advice from uh, yeah. was interesting to me. Uh, gave up on that later. I was like, oh no, that's too much for me. Too much <laughs> pressure. Don't. Yeah. Uh, but um, the like uh, and like from a creative perspective, like understanding people's motivations like as an actor or a writer like mm-hmm. you know as you're dming a campaign like you know it's it's satisfying to like defeat the bad guy um and like you know that's like a fun yay factor but realizing like the depth of like experiences that you can create for somebody yeah. um where you know like can you make your group feel like terror? Can you make them feel angry? Can you make them feel disappointed? Yeah. Uh, there's so much that a DM can create uh, with literally just like imagination and words. Like you don't uh, like all the like miniatures and things are great and they add to it, but uh, you need so little like to create that. Um and so I think that's like where the connection was for me, where like I just loved, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Do you think that you, because this sounds very similar to how, how I look at things, but do you feel like when you were younger that you understood people 
in that way? Or do you feel like, do you feel like you understood them and you're like, okay, I want to understand this more. Do you feel like I don't understand what's happening? So watching and observing makes it easier for me to understand. Yeah. I, um, uh, so like my thing that has always been interesting to me is like dishonesty. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, uh, sometimes people are like, uh, behaving in like, uh, so gestalt like therapy, one of the big things is like, uh, uh, how, like looking at like the whole of a person and seeing the difference between what somebody is saying, the actual content and then the process. Right. So like, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Versus how are you? Oh, uh, I'm great. Right. Uh, and so as like a kid, I was kind of like always noticing that like people were lying or like dishonest, but like very confused by it. Um, and so, it really made me like want to understand people and their motivations uh, because I was just like, well, why did you say this thing and, you know, do this other thing? But then also myself, because like I'm a human being, I'm like, why do I say that this is the thing that I want to do? But why do I do things that make it seem like I don't want to do that thing? Right. Um, And just like trying to, uh, I, I think my goal was to, like, try to sort out all of the weird, like, hypocrisy that exists within people uh, mm-hmm. and, like, really understand it. And I just kind of got to a point where I was, like, that's kind of, like, the point of people where we just, like, are a mess. We're just yeah. a big old mess. Uh, yeah. But, like, messy people are so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I also think, like, as a DM you get to point out the mess in the character, right? Where mm-hmm. you have this, uh, you know, uh, like a paladin, your stereotypical paladin, you know, uh, there are like religious rules and they're like, we have to uphold the laws and like there's a church burning down uh, and they can like save these like, uh, like holy scriptures uh, that are about to burn or they could save these like children that are trapped in a room. And it's yeah. like, yeah that's like you know that's like this that's stuff that's amazing anybody right. seal that and use that in your campaign i'm not going to dm for a while so you know just take it but like you know we're all hypocrites and like yeah. uh, uh stories can show us like the the like sadness but like the beauty of humanity yeah no i definitely think that's so cool i mean there's a um... That aspect of it, and and people just in general, it's just such a fascinating thing. You know, one of um, I'll probably get the quote wrong, but I, I really love almost everything that involves Sherlock Holmes. It's like mm-hmm. um, just a fascinating character, um, usually done pretty well. And in the show Elementary, um, which is like the American version, they have uh, he's still from he's still from England, but there's Lucy Liu plays. Um, Joan Watson instead of John Watson. And he's teaching her how to become a detective. And she starts to like realize she's picked up on the this skill set to where she's like catching people in lies. And uh and he gives her this speech about like talking about like how lonely it is to like you've you know the puzzle and you now you can't unlearn the puzzle anymore. (laughs) So you just see it, you know what I mean? And it's kind of a lonely thing, but like humans are also the most fascinating puzzle of, of all. So um you know, and I think that really clicked for me when I was a kid. I remember my first job was at Starbucks when I was like 16. And I remember like watching people as I was working and then like interact and the way they did things and um, and just like puzzling about like why this choice in, in decisions or why this matters or whatever, like and using that to like deconstruct how behavior worked. Um Cause I was always a pretty awkward kid when I was younger. I, I fit in, but like, it was never like a fit in enough. You know what I mean? Without, like, with the exception of like my very close friends who probably still thought I was weird. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's so much around that, you know, and psychology really is such a uh, helpful tool for that. Um, which makes me curious, like, you know, obviously that's a lot to learn and a lot of schooling to go through and everything else. Um, you know, what makes you want to, kind of change fields and do writing and, and acting instead. Not to say that's a bad choice, but just curious. Uh, I feel attacked. 
Uh, <laughs> I just said it's not uh, a bad choice. Uh, yeah, but the way with you said it. Respect, you, sorry, when you said with, bad with choice, you respect. did like air quotes and yeah. like you like crossed your fingers afterwards. <laughs> and then my mom popped in behind you and just like shook her head. Uh, yeah. Mm, child. Child, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I've uh, I've always wanted to be uh, uh, an actor type writer type person. Okay. Uh, and for those of you who uh, are listening and also want to do that, uh, it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, and so it the it's not necessarily that I want to change careers. It's just these are the things that currently uh, like make me money and I just want, I mean, I enjoy them. I yeah. absolutely love teaching. I absolutely love doing taxes. Uh, sometimes it is stressful, but whose job isn't <laughs> stressful sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I've also just like never worked as a like uh, server. So I just don't think that I can complain about my life yeah, being yeah. stressful. Yeah. Um, I've never had like, um, I've had like people yell at me, but never to my face, just over the phone. And then you just yeah. say, Shut the fuck up and hang up. Can I swear? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, swear? yeah. You're good. You're okay. Good. Oh. oh, I should have been swearing a lot more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, just go back in and add some swears. Uh, but yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll crop that fucking edit back. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, just pop it into random stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like the uh, yeah, I think like you know as um, I'm trying to like build my career, I'm just mm-hmm. like trying to find because I think the the hardest thing is finding a job where you feel financially secure, but yeah. not something that takes up all your time. So you can't focus on what your real passions are, you know? Yeah. Um, and instead you and right decided now, to have two jobs and still pursue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give you, okay. I'll just give you like a quick rundown. Uh, so uh, went to grad school. I was mm-hmm. uh, uh, a psychology major, got my master's, uh, could not get a job because I, I was a master's student who had no work experience. Uh, and there, you know, it, I had a very hard time finding part-time work because anything like, you know, a serving job or barista job, they wanted to see experience. Yeah. Uh, so even though I applied for lots of jobs, I couldn't do anything. So I had the brilliant idea to start a business for myself, open a theater, the brilliant idea was terrible because <laughs> theaters don't make money. Did not know that in 2013. Know that now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, theater closed. I was like, I knew nothing about running a business. Uh, <laughs> so let me like maybe just consider uh, going to business school one day. But I was like, I'll never do that because uh, I'm going to be a psychologist. So yeah. I applied for a doctoral program. Did not get in, but applied to an MBA just to see if I got in. And then I got in. Uh, so I was like, well, I can't get a job. And at the very least, student loans give me money to like pay the rent. So while I'm trying to figure stuff out, yeah. I will, you know, uh, um, uh, just, you know, be in school. And I'll like apply and like I'll try to get into another doctoral program. But that gives me another two years. Uh, so I got a job working for a nightclub, which was great. Uh, and then a dean of, uh, the dean of Citrus College, Dana Hester, uh, who I had like reached out to a year prior, uh, like pulled up my email and was like, Hey, we're hiring, uh, adjunct professors. Feel free to apply. And I applied and I got the job. So, uh, I quit the nightclub and I was working as an adjunct. Uh, and so like, that was my like main source of income for a long time. Meanwhile, uh, after closing the business, uh, so while I was working at a theater, um, I couldn't afford an accountant. So I just learned accounting, uh, which I don't recommend doing, but you know, I was bored. I like, I had no money. I had plenty of time. Right. So I learned accounting. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, I, the theater closed not because I was bad at accounting, but again, theaters don't make money. Uh, so, I uh, uh, like learned accounting and I started like doing it for other people because I didn't mind it and other people hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, people started asking me tax questions, which I knew the answers to, but uh, I couldn't prepare tax returns. And then I was like, well, like how hard is it to like become a tax return preparer in California? It's not 
too crazy. You just have to pass like uh like a twenty hour uh like um no it might be sixty hours. It was a few hours. Uh, in the span of my life, it was a few hours. Um, and then I just passed that test. Uh, became registered. Uh, and then I started preparing tax return. That I started with like. 30 clients in like my first year, but then I kept on getting referrals and then people were like, you want to do this talk uh, about taxes? Uh, and then I was like, sure. And then I kept on getting more clients. Uh, and now I have like 300 and something. Uh, wow. And uh, so uh, now I'm like uh, teaching less and doing taxes more. Meanwhile, yeah. still trying to be a writer. Uh, so I got my first assistant gig this year, which was great. Uh, yeah. hoping to like build that into more writing opportunities. Uh, but that is why I have two jobs that are in no way related. But if you think <laughs> about it, very much related to the things that I want to do. All experience is related, you know, in the end. Yes. <clears throat> it really just, yeah. I mean, it's just going to build skills for you. So, um, yeah. So what kind of stuff do you want to write? Um, I am a comedy writer. Uh, so I like things that, uh, well, some people on Twitter say that it's not obvious. They said that I'm very unfunny. Uh, you already canceled. Oh, you could just block people. Fuck yeah. Oh, wow. That's going to make me a lot happier. Or just Uh, mute them, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Didn't even know that that was a button. I don't know much about social media. I'm learning. Um, I've learned it a lot in the last three months. So. Uh, well, uh, get on TikTok. So that's what <laughs> all the cool kids are that's doing. That's all the cool kids. Uh, <laughs> TikTok's yeah, got some issues uh, too. I mean, it's got, I mean, maybe I could be a writer for TikTok, uh, but yeah. for now, I'll just settle uh, writing for TV shows. Yeah. You know, I want something like uh, with a little bit of a message that like makes you think, but also makes you laugh. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's. Uh... You know, I could see that being a lot of fun. I, I mean, definitely, and I say this sincerely, wholeheartedly, like you, you, a lot of the moments that you provide on Black and Dragons are just absolutely hilarious. Um, and obviously that's my frame of reference for, uh, you know, for how I know you. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's so much fun. And, you know, I've, there's a lot of great things about that show, um, certainly uh, some of those elements, but that was one of those things like, Man, all of the and I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know a ton of anime, but like the anime jokes you're making are just like, oh yeah, I catch this. This is hilarious, <laughs> and uh, you can just see Jordan just like uh, trying to like figure out what are you and Moses going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even Kiki brings in some crazy stuff sometimes. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would like to talk about that. Like, what is you know, what has that experience been like for you? Um, I kind of know how you got into it, but like you know, from your your own mind like what was that like yeah it was um uh just for the people who don't know how i got into it um uh uh jordan uh knows my friend um uh uh she changed her name on facebook uh so i don't actually oh uh knows my friend molly uh and so the uh and so molly was like hey uh jordan who you met once uh we met at like the uh star wars 9 premiere mm-hmm. uh, like just very briefly uh is like dming this game uh i think you'd be great it's gonna be an all black cl- uh all black all black cast uh <laughs> and um you know uh and i was like yeah that seems fun but like uh i'm uh, a little uh introverted so when it comes to, like meeting new people i'm always skeptical but also i have a very hard time saying no to things uh so i would just kind of like well you know i don't want to uh it it seems like it's fun because like how often do you get a chance to do something like that yeah Uh, i miss dnd uh like a lot and also just like being a part of an all-black ensemble just seemed fun uh Mm. and so we had like our first few meetings uh and i was like uh, these people seem cool. I don't know. We'll see. And um, it's funny that you mentioned uh, like how uh, like wild Moses and I are because like the first couple sessions I felt like so I didn't want to like steamroll. Uh, yeah. uh, one like as a man, I didn't want to like just 
like be the person like talking over everybody oh, yeah. and just like oh yeah these things are you know funny and fun and these are the things that i like you know uh but also like as an ensemble you know you want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to shine so like yeah. i didn't want to be the person who like uh i i didn't want to be like this narcissistic prick um, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I sure. am in real life. Uh, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm the, the like, uh, there are two uh, the greatest people in the world. Uh, uh, me, Jesus Christ, Kanye West. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Yay, West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, sorry. Um, the, uh, but like, yeah, so like, um, the first like couple sessions were, I feel like, like, like they felt awkward because I wasn't sure, like, what would be funny and what would not be funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but like after a while, like it just became this like fun family. And like, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, it's weird. The, like when we don't have it, um, right. uh, but too. like, I'm so sorry, um, <laughs> okay. but just tell Jordan to write faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every once in a while, I'll just drop hints, you know? send her a dm and be like hey you know like what's what's up oh yeah i just sent <laughs> poop to her door she knows what, she knows what it means <laughs> season three <laughs> uh so the uh but yeah like it, uh it, it i don't know you never know who you're going to love until you fall in love with them you know what yeah, i mean for sure. uh and uh like i'm i'm so glad that like I didn't do my like normal, you know, like oh, I'm kind of like busy. Like I was like every, like one night every week. That's like so much, but like um, it's it's so fun. Um, I love that like people like comedy ship Moses and I, uh, DK and Kiki are just like phenomenal. And like Jordan, like uh, I love just the fact that like she works so hard to like just like saturate it with like black culture yeah uh, like um the uh, first of all uh another confession uh i hadn't watched baby's kids until like <laughs> a couple weeks after we did like the baby's kids like yeah. arc yeah. Um, <laughs> and i had missed out on that in my childhood yeah. but now yeah, you yeah. can get it on amazon prime yeah. um and uh, with season two, uh, with the lead up to um, like uh, Montero, when like she just started like uh, humming the bass notes, I was like, I knew that this was going to happen eventually, but I'm so happy that you're doing it. Um, and it's just like, it's a blast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, it's so much fun. Um, and it's an, an, and I think it's an energy that's hard to replicate and especially in the ttrpg space because um you know the I, we've talked i talk about it all the time on my show but like it's no surprise that the ttrpg space is very white still you mm -hmm. know what i mean and even though right canceled uh <laughs> even though even though there's a lot of people that are coming into it um from diverse backgrounds now um and i would say that there's more of 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 an lgbtq plus inclusivity there mm -hmm. than poc inclusivity which i mean i'm glad that that's happening uh um, yeah. for them as well but but it's you know what i mean like all these things are happening in transition so that being said like to hear to go watch a show and see you know five black faces um there's a new podcast out called um the everrealm um and and yeah, and it's like, and it's five black people doing a podcast about D&D &D too. And it's like, it's so wonderful to hear, you know, five black voices. And even um, my friends at uh, Makers Misfits, who um, they're all POC, mostly Hispanic. And it's like, I live in New Mexico. So to me, it's like, this is amazing to hear, you know, people using a Mexican accent in a world that's built in D&D &D or you know, Pathfinder. Sure. But you know what I mean? Like, so there's so much of that. That's just amazing. Um I, I DM uh, DK today because when I did that uh, this past weekend, I um, to kind of date when this is being uh, done our interview. Um, I just had just in the Give Me Develop um, charity stream, and so I got to. I was telling you about it before. I got to DM for Blackness and Dragons against um, Give Me the Loop podcast, 
And it was like looking at the screen and there's me in the bottom corner and there's three or excuse me, five black people and the bear because that guy, <laughs> Andrew, did his, his uh, real picture. Um, and I was like, man, this is like, it just filled me with joy. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that that's such a cool experience that we can have and share with people now. So, um, yeah, it's a like um, I, I so it's really funny because um, I was joking about Dave Chappelle uh, earlier, but you did say yeah. something that was like very Dave Chappelle ish. Uh, <laughs> so we're getting canceled again. But like yeah. the idea that like uh, there is a lot of like LGBTQ uh um uh inclusivity not yeah. enough there should be right, right, way more sure. of everything yeah. uh but i think it's okay to like acknowledge that like inclusivity is happening but also not for like you and like who you want to see represented yeah. and i think sometimes it feels like uh this like uh crabs in a bucket all of us trying to get like to the one like token spot, but um, uh, uh, I I watched Reservation Dogs recently, mm -hmm. and it was like I am not indigenous, mm -hmm. but it was so amazing to see like indigenous representation to like that degree. Um, yeah. The um, or like uh, I remember like Los Spookies on HBO. Like yeah. any time, like there is a chance to like um you know uh like we have we have to like all celebrate like diversity just because um it's beautiful and like uh when uh for every time like we recognize it there's somebody who like has never seen it before who also gets to see it uh yeah. and um uh real quick soapbox just the, the no, smallest good, yeah. soapbox um the uh like i don't remember when this was but like on uh, one of our uh, uh, Blackness and Dragon shows uh, mm -hmm. in the comment section, uh, there was somebody who was like really upset that there wasn't, uh, like they were upset at our show uh, because there wasn't like an uh, AAPI like mm. version of that. Um, and like the, but like, and that's like the thing that like really sucks because the anger was directed at us Right. not the system, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's uh, where some of the criticism against, like, Dave Chappelle is, like, leveraged because the, uh, like, he's aiming at white people, but he's also hitting the LGBTQ, like, right. community. Along the way, uh, yeah. And we, we can't, like, do this thing where, uh, like, you know, I see, you know, uh, an, uh, an all-Puerto Rican uh you know dungeon and like oh where's the all cuban one i'm like i need to applaud that and support it and yeah. make sure like they are successful because that makes room for more stuff right, right. uh yeah. so uh like support diversity whatever diversity it is um people who are listening and have already canceled me uh, <laughs> on twitter i feel like i mean all jokes aside like i think people who listen to my show uh would would love this conversation. So, um, cause I mean, I've, that's literally what I talk about all the time, but you know, to that point, like I geek out a lot about, um, transplaner and I am not trans, like I am a cishet mm -hmm. man. So, um, but what that show represents, what, um, uh, Connie and their cast are doing is such a huge deal for a lot of people. And I just can see that, you know, as a person who, who wants more diversity in the world, because it's giving us something else and it's adding to the world to make it better. It's, you know, yeah. um, and they're not going out there to like bash on other people or like you said, or trample on other people to get to their certain places. Like, this is who we are. This is the show we're making and, and, you know, enjoying doing it and, and seeing some success doing it as well, um, which is such a wonderful, incredible thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I just, I very much like, Anytime that I get involved in engagement in the Twitterverse, I'm very much like, here's a list of great POC shows that you should go listen mm -hmm. to. You guys will promote the hell out of all the other shows because I already know you're going to. So I'm not going to worry about that. But like, these are shows that I think everybody should be involved in because it's great and it's different than what you're listening to, you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's so much uh, uh, 
great things about that. How are you, are you excited for season three? I mean, obviously to play again with your friends, but like, you know, for the Call of Cthulhu and everything else that that involves. Yeah. Like I, um, don't, uh, know anything about the system. Uh, and I also don't know, uh, anything about what Jordan has planned, which is so like freeing for me because like, I just get to like show up uh mm-hmm. and like back to like the whole thing of like listening where it just yeah, like yeah. um the like it's uh it's a perfect balance of like frightening because i love being prepared so i can like uh like be funny and like on the entire time uh <laughs> but like i also just love the like feeling of just like well i'm just going to like be completely present uh and uh you know that's great uh it, it's also great that i have like a uh girlfriend who loves me and like watches all the shows and loves them yeah. so i'm like at the very least one person will <laughs> one like me. Really um but Dude, you know she she's also a big like uh jordan and dk fan so like oh yeah yeah i mean i get it yeah but i'm just like baby you know you're supposed to <laughs> you know, i'm, I'm here too yeah uh, yeah dk's makeup was on point i'm like yeah, it was <laughs> always it's uh, amazing i know yeah um i know i mean that's like been one of the coolest experiences for me just to like to get introduced to this stuff and then meet these people and like i have um you know like dk and i talk almost on a weekly basis about like dimension 20 and like we geek out about stuff and um and you know uh jordan and i are always talking about different things and so like there's been like I would say a majority of the people that I've talked to on the podcast have become friends. Even you and I, when we first interacted, which was like months ago, two months ago Mm -hmm. now, like we spent a solid time just like creating in fiction, a a Dragon Ball Z TTRPG and like riffing off of that idea. You know what I mean? Which is so fun and and so cool. So there's a lot of um, really great things in this community around it. Um, And definitely, I think, you know, when it comes to, the setup for season three. I think there is a lot of, um, I don't know, gold there for lack of a better word of like having that your skill set and they, and then knowing like, okay, I can go into this. No one, like Jordan's going to take care of you. Um, you have some freedom to play pretty much how you want to play. And then you just get to react and learn. Mm -hmm. So did you, did you study improv comedy too? Or, or do you feel like it's just like, comedy was something that you just always felt like you were funny and then, which you are, I'm not trying to dismiss that, but you've always been funny. And then, uh, <laughs> I know, calm down. Uh, and then, um, and then added the psychology and listening to that to kind of create improv there. Uh, I have done a lot of improv training, uh, and I actually okay. teach at a few schools, uh, shout out to the, nice. um, wait, can I, can I throw out some shout outs? I don't want to throw up. Yeah, your, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Westside comedy theater, uh, improv theater, Ruby LA, uh, those are my improv homes right now. Uh, yeah. And uh, if you, you know, and a lot of them are still doing uh, online classes. So nice. check those out. Um, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, uh, I'll see if I can get you like a, a referral link. I, you know, a, a I, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, how long have you studied improv? Uh, Jesus. Um, Forever. I started in high school. Uh, so um, I like about 20 years now um yeah i've been doing comedy for a very long time um yeah that's very weird to say um because i (laughs) I remember yeah no no like just like uh to like think about like how long i've been like doing something yeah yeah um the um because i like remember when i was like oh like i've been doing improv for like 10 years and that was i guess you know nine years ago uh (laughs) so uh just those like weird milestones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. why. I'm what, was there, was there like an improv um, classes in your high school or did you have to go like outside of that? Yeah. Uh, so uh, because I'm an LA native, uh, mm-hmm. comedy sports has their high school league. Uh, oh, okay. So um, they, uh, that's where I like started doing improv. Yeah. Uh, and then um, in college, uh, there was a uh, improv troupe that I joined, uh, and then after that, I was addicted. I was deep in the improv cult, uh, and I spent way too much time and money. Uh, well spent, uh, but way too much. 
yeah. uh, studying at like all the big LA <clears throat> improv schools and some of the smaller ones too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I think it was one of those things like I never really uh, was involved in and never really understood um, other than like seeing it on like sitcoms or whatever. Like they go to the bar yeah. and then there's like the five people up there, like, give us a, you know, something to start with. And so yeah. like they would do their thing. Um, but that was always like my uh, impression of what it was for a long time up until, um, you know, I honestly probably TTRPGs and like getting into like Dimension 20 and stuff and realizing like, oh yeah, people like legit do this and can do it in a way that's not, I don't know, not to be denigrating, but like corny or like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's legit. Like it's legit, <laughs> legit funny. No, it is like uh, interesting because like uh, I am a trained improviser, right? I right. spent like, you know, uh, uh, thousands of dollars and hours learning how to do short form and long form improv and, you know, like molding characters and like understanding their motivations and like forming my spine. (laughs) Yet like people with no comedy training and no acting aspirations also do some of the greatest improv work that you will see. And it's not on the stage. It's sitting with friends. Uh, I, I mean, I think about that, like with comedy, also because like uh i you know like train to be a funny person mm-hmm. yet there are people who are hilarious but are not comedians and it's yeah. like how do you like justify your existence <laughs> like because like there's nobody who like uh like isn't a musician that right. like doesn't play like they're like they're like uh, you don't see like somebody playing Chopin who doesn't consider themselves a pianist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't just like you know like oh I'm gonna like jerk around and like nobody just like musical naturally. They had to, like yeah. practice. Um. So, uh, but that's also fun because it like tears down the barriers of like having to have that like training. Like it it shows that like the most important thing isn't necessarily the 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 training or like the pedigree but like your willingness to like be open to the experience and like have fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, there is um, definitely improvisation without comedy, you know, is such a beneficial tool to, uh, to running TTRPGs and games like that. But um, you know, what my, my best friend gave me, cause I say this and it's going to sound like I'm surprised, which I am because Mm -hmm. we've been friends for 20 some years now. Um, and he's never been like a, like a, uh, somebody who gives like a lot of compliments or things like that. But we were talking about um, me getting ready to DM for, you know, uh, a stream and everything. And and he's like, are you nervous? And I was like, not really. Like, I know the rules, so I just got to react, right? And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're good at like improvising. I think that's what you're, you're best at. And I think about like, even when I DM, I don't really do a lot of prep. I think of stories throughout the week mm-hmm. and like beats, and then I just run the game for the most part you know i'll get like monster stats and things like that but that's different than like i'm not an improv comedian you know mm-hmm. i try to be funny and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't and you know and sometimes i just don't try and so it's like but you know there's definitely something to be said about doing actual training and, and spending all that time and money like you did and um, you know there's there's <laughs> certainly value to that jeff don't no it's <laughs> worthless don't do it <laughs> uh no just kidding it's fun it's great yeah uh like you know you could learn uh an instrument by reading a book or you can go to like uh an, uh, a conservatory right yeah yeah uh so you could learn it just by picking something up and seeing what sounds you can make yeah. um yeah that's what i try to do that with tapping tap dance yeah mm-hmm. i was like oh, i can I, I can't remember the guy's name anymore but you remember the guy from like sesame street back in the day the black dude with the dreadlocks who was like a super famous tap dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot remember his name, but I was like, he's self-taught. Like the people who invented tap dancing are self-taught. So certainly yeah. I can teach myself to tap dance. I think I spent like two weeks on it and then quit. So, hey. But, uh, you know, maybe you could do a little shuffle step, you know, a little flap flap. Maybe. I don't know. A couple toe punches. I can make sounds. Some spanks. <laughs> yeah. Some spanks. The, the sounds will be important. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, you know, are there any other games that you want to try that you haven't yet tried? Um, I am, like, I think 
there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I want to try this. Because uh, um, and this is definitely going to get canceled, uh, <laughs> me canceled because like yeah. uh, I don't think the system like matters. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, all hot takes all like, day. Yeah, that, it's <laughs> it's just hot takes from me. That's what you signed up for. It was yeah, in it is my true. writer. <laughs> um, but, but like you know, like uh, if I'm uh, you know uh, uh, going having the like romantic weekend with my girlfriend and we are like should we play monopoly or you know chess or uh demon slayers the hinokami chronicles which is out on uh <laughs> now. uh but uh you know it really doesn't matter what we play yeah, yeah. because like i like the people who i'm playing with so i don't think like uh if i die today on my deathbed i'd be like oh i wish i had played call of cthulhu um but i think i just want to continue having like fun experiences with people yeah um, i mean uh, that's beautiful so that, oh, i think we'll just we'll just end on that high note then <laughs> oh well i was gonna talk about some really like sad depressing stuff like so you know i, I went to the doctor and they were like jeff your hair is too big it's gonna kill you we can't talk about your afro that'll definitely get you canceled white people don't oh yeah mm -hmm. you got that panther fro yeah That's i've been thing. trying to find a beret that fits it but i had to get it <laughs> special ordered yeah you have to get some uh, <laughs> some afro sheen in there um well cool man well this has been such a such a great time a lot of fun and uh thank you great. so much thank for you coming so much on. for having me yeah for sure i am super excited i think this will come out after you guys premiere your season three um, but you know, if, if people are listening to this and haven't watched you guys' show, go check it out. Um, it is yeah. available on Q times YouTube and you guys will be streaming, uh, I think on Tuesdays, right? Every Tuesday night. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Follow them on Twitter, all that stuff. Um, well, cool, man. Um, yeah, if that's it, then, you know, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good life. I, I, I'm really bad at goodbyes. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 